fighting is not the easiest option to take. No, it's fighting, probably the hardest. Fighting is, a, fighting is an option that you take. Fighters are broke. Mm. Until you've made it, you're broke. Yeah. Do they, they have jobs, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, Hayda works full-time. He works mm, from yeah. four in the morning to five in the afternoon. Yeah. Oh, and then wow. he comes to training. And then he'll do four hours at the that's, gym. That's you know, That's man. a different level of dedication. And I think to myself, what a wonderful The Levy Podcast is the best podcast in the area and you can't change my mind. All right, guys, we're live. We're actually live. We haven't done a podcast in so long. Look, I apologize. Obviously, this uh, we've been on a big break at the moment because Pretty long you know, we've been busy. We've been to Melbourne. We've, we've done a lot of shit in the past, what, three weeks now? Yeah. And um, I thought, what better way to get back into the podcast than bring... Um, a good friend of the podcast has already been on the podcast, but we had to bring him for round two because obviously one of our like, earliest guests. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we were like we yeah, were just starting out when you yeah. when you came down, and it was a big pleasure to have you on back then as well because like I remember he told me about you and and like we're like oh someone you know like because we've seen you yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he reached out to you and then like it just shows how humble you were even back then and like mm. to come on our podcast that even back then like when we were just starting out. Yeah, you gave us that chance supporting like, really early on, bro. Yeah. I know what it was like as well, like when i was first starting out like some guys wouldn't give me a chance it's the same as fighting you know you yeah. want an opportunity mm. you want something but at the end of the day you guys are doing a podcast right now and you guys need guests and like if i can come in and just make some like a little bit of an impact then i'm having a no 100 percent, bro and like i'm it's a pleasure to have you back on obviously and uh we got you fn 30 coming up yeah. this weekend this podcast will be released before that and um yeah bro i'm so jeet for that well how'd you like the last show Bro, I was just going to tell no. you the last show because it was the first like UFC event that I've actually been to. Yeah. Like not UFC, obviously UFC, UFN, but yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like mixed martial arts and bro, the kicks, everything was just like. like no, you, you know, know what's the craziest? When, like when they take down and you just hear that fucking rumble. You hear that thud when they hit yeah, the yeah, bro, yeah, The yeah. scariest thing was that, was that guillotine? The, the, oh, yeah, yeah. They yeah. lifted him up off the What's his floor? name? Which uh the, the darker guy. Percival, yeah. Percival, yeah. That was crazy. That guillotine. Bro. Uh, and it came out of nowhere too. It was a competitive back and forth fight. Yeah. Festival versus Aiden. Competitive back and forth fight and no one expected it to finish like that. And right. It just shows you like how real it is. I know like a lot mm. of guys that come to fight shows, they haven't seen, um, like they think it's a competition or yeah. they think, oh, maybe they got some karate outfits on or something. It's like full action, just like you would see in the UFC. You yeah. know, little gloves, no shirts on, guys bashing each other's faces in. So it was good that you guys could come and see the reality of MMA, the rea and remember you spoke about it before as well. That that step that you took into the cage and the feeling oh, that it, give, it gives you, right? So just, it was crazy. My goal, my goal right now with my shows and my fighting is to be able to like show that to everyone else, get everyone to have a glimpse of like what we go through, have a glimpse mm. of like what the fighters go through every time, and the impact of like all this training and what can happen, the realities of it, and like winning and losing not yeah. just uh seeing the winners like once you come to the fight shows you kind of understand mma a little bit more especially when you come to urban fight now you see some good 100 percent, bro yeah. and seeing you behind the scenes as well like i i knew you you were running the, the stuff over there right but then seeing you there commentating running around i remember there was a little bit of an incident as well and yeah, then there was, was like yeah. some of the some of the crowd members <laughs> were like you know getting crazy and you yeah. coming up telling like security guards whatever the cops just, just like you were yeah. you I were like crazy yeah. Yeah. yeah and like it just seeing you what goes behind the show as well and like we met up with, we met up with you before that i remember we had sushi with you and like we're talking about events and stuff 
And then like you mentioned, because we wanted to start an event. We were like, oh, let's do a TikTok boxing event. This, that, me and him were G'd up. Yeah, right. We sat with you. You're like, brother, look, listen, there's, there's this, that, this, that. I'm like, all right, fuck it. So <laughs> it's a, a lot, Yeah, a lot of it, even right now, because people see me on TikTok now. Yeah. And when they see me on TikTok, I don't think they expect for like myself to be the person who's running like such a big yeah, show yeah, or yeah, big yeah, event. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And mm. even I sometimes trip out like that I'm in charge. Yeah, <laughs> but um, that's a lot. But it, it it is a lot, and so much goes into these shows, and like one thing can go wrong on fight night, and it could ruin everything. So like I'm always like on high alert. I'm always stressed on fight night, but um, so much planning goes into these events, and now we've got the next one. This next show that we've got coming up, we've had so many hurdles. We've had to jump over, so many things that we've had to get through. But like after thirty shows, like I've kind of got a rhythm of everything yeah. now, and like how to how to run everything. So. Hopefully this next event is going to be our biggest one yet. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, guys, but we are sponsored by Manscaped. Yes, the Levy podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. And this yes. episode is proudly brought to you by Manscaped. Yes. Um, so, yeah, where do I start? Manscaped has introduced the 4.0 performance package. I'm telling mm. you, this comes with everything. Anything you need in terms of hygiene, men's hygiene, you know, your balls, everything's here. You know, you got a body spray, hydrating body spray, which I'm guessing is like a deodorant. And yeah, it smells really good. But this deodorant is smelling pretty That's good. a deodorant as well. But if you don't like to spray it, you can roll it. Because there's a roll on as Hang well. On, where's, where's this been? Huh? Where, where's this been, mate? Where's mate, that's been, that's been in places you don't want to know. <laughs> oh, but <mate. laughs> anyway, you also got the body wash, guys. So um, if you, you know, you guys, BO is the worst thing. Yeah, Honestly, 100%. if I see... If Why I you say that's BO? Why BO body odor. B B body, odor. body odor. Yeah, if I see it. someone that has body odor, it is a complete turn off. It's the yeah. first thing I smell. I, my sense of smell is the first thing that comes. Yeah. All right. And you don't and, uh, want someone telling you you stink. That's like the worst. That's the worst thing. So why not get the performance 4.0 package? You can get it for your brother, your sister, your dad, your cousin, your cousins, uncles, dogs, nephews, brothers, uncles, nephews. I don't know. I can keep going. Just keep going. But anyway, guys, it comes with a weed whacker as well. Um, it also comes with a with a pair of boxes. So you know you keep your balls intact because this one it also has like a, a yeah, balls I'm, holder. I'm a fan of the boxes, mate. I'll tell it's you pretty that. good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, guys, seal the deal with Manscaped, Manscaped's liquid formulations. Manscaped. Manscaped. Their crop preserver, ball deodorant, everything. It comes with everything, guys. And um, just for you guys, just for the Lebby listeners, we've got 20% uh, off plus free shipping. That's 20% off plus Good deal plus if you ask shipping. me. If you haven't used this deal, what are you waiting for? Like, well, honestly, what are you I mean, waiting what are, for? What are you waiting for? It's 20% off and it. you got free shipping. If you just put the code Lebby at manscaped.com. So go to manscaped.com, put the code Lebby. You it's get right 20% right off here, baby. It's plus right free shipping. And that's that's all you need. That's all you need in life. Back to the podcast, bro. I'm keen, and especially like after last time, and you got like you got, you you invited us obviously, and you invited a few other TikTokers, yeah. and one of the TikTokers you invited was Yisra. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know uh, if you remember, but she fucking went off, bro. <laughs> bro. He walked out table and then he was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, yeah I, I, that was outside. exactly my reaction. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I walked over and I, like, I want to, I don't want to be rude. I want to come around to the tables and stuff. And, bro, like, we didn't expect you to come guess, over, you know? but like you still made yeah. the time, yeah. So I came over and I seen Hattie smiling yeah. <laughs> as I was walking <laughs> over. And I was like, oh, I didn't really get a chance to speak to Yishra before that. Um, yeah. Like I just met her as she was coming in, in the door. I was like, oh, I might get to like, you know, sit on the table and talk to them. Yeah. I start walk, uh, walking over and I just see Yishra pick up the phone, slam it into Hattie's <laughs> chest. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. fuck, do I come over right now or not? Nah. And I'm like, fuck it. I walk, I'm walk. i walking over. 
She starts going off. She storms right past me. She looked at me like she was going to fucking hit me. And I swear, Bro, man, I'm not scared. scared. I'm not going to lie. I can fight. I can fight, but I didn't want to fucking. Could you imagine you knocked her out in the UFN? Or like, in front of everyone. She comes in. In. I, I, just, I thought she was going to start with me because <laughs> I just didn't know what to expect in that. Yeah. And I just like looked over at you boys and I'm like, is everything all right? Yeah, like, I was like, I have no idea. Don't ask. Fuck oh, apparently there was someone outside. That's because we actually brought her on the podcast as well. We talked to her yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. And we asked her, dude, she was like, there was someone actually there at the event outside. There was another TikToker outside. Another TikToker that she had beef with and oh, then she well, went out to fucking- I know who it was, but I'm not going to say yeah, it on yeah. the podcast. But yeah. like, yeah. I don't know what the beef was over. But some of these girls on TikTok need to fucking kick back. 100%. 100%. Everyone needs 100%. to kick back. Especially There's a few on there that are yeah. all right. Yeah, I can take their shit. Like, but even Yisra's all right. But yeah. like mm. some of them, it's not just guys, uh, girls, it's just guys and girls. Guys that TikTok it brings out some of the worst Bro. attributes in yeah. some people. And unfortunately, um, what you see on live, uh, like it, it comes off in, in real life as well. You know, when you're on your screen that much and you're talking and you're yelling at people that much, it becomes a part of you eventually. hundred you know, percent, sure. That, that toxicity uh, from TikTok translates into real life as well. And it's mm. Bro, I'm telling you, TikTok, and I'll, and I'll say it, is the worst, best thing to happen to the area. Why it's the yeah. best thing is because it brought out a lot of content creators, people that can actually make mm. content. But why it's the worst thing is because a lot of people took advantage of TikTok and they don't have any content. They mm. used it for drama. They used it for beef. And now it's like, it's just the fucking jungle. Yeah. yeah, that was my worry. <laughs> like, I... I never wanted to be on TikTok because I thought TikTok was just dancing in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it was. And Initially, like, yeah. that's what and it like, was. And like, I'm not, I'm not confident enough to do that. I talk yeah. shit. Like, you probably can dance, bro. Nah, you, you, I can, you can throw punches bit. if you work. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but I'm not. You know what it is? I, I can, I can dance, but I wouldn't hit the camera. Nah, nah. You know yeah, what I mean? It's different. like, it's like I sing in the shower, but I won't. Nah, you won't sing on camera. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, like TikTok now, you don't even know what's real or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I first jumped onto the app, I was like, oh, it's a bunch of dancers. I jumped on and I seen like some of the battles. I seen, um, I seen, there's a lot of funny content obviously on there. You go through the FYP oh, page. Yeah. You can scroll through that thing for hours and just find video after video after video. Yeah. Yeah. But now my FYP page is just about people punching on. Yeah. Right. It's That's just cool. about people beefing. And it's like we spoke yeah. about before, it's kind of died down a bit now. But more of the fake bullshit is coming out now. Yeah. Which is what's sad. I feel like the drama itself has died down now because like obviously I'm not seeing those screen recordings as often. But mm. the people that we always talk about that are in the rankings are still there. They're still in the top yeah. rankings. The same ones that people always say are the toxic ones, the negative ones. They're always in the top 10. You well, know what I mean? I hear, I hear there's always, you know what the main issue with TikTok is? Everyone fighting over the rankings. Mm. Everyone fighting over, oh, how can you go for number one every week? Personally, I feel like if you've got the team that can do it, you know, and you can push through the rankings and always be there, why not? If people want to choose to gift you and, and get you up there, that's fine. But like, there's a lot of people starting beef based on that. Based yeah. on you shouldn't be in the rankings or why are you going for number one again week after week after week after week? Yeah. It's like um, the smallest stuff, they use it to their advantage to trigger yeah. that. Well, yeah, that I've drama. seen some of the nicest people come onto this app yeah. and then they go through the rankings and as soon as they get into the top 20... You can't talk, talk to them anymore. Well, not... And some people you can't talk to. Some and them, then yeah. there's the other ones as well that like, they just rip into everyone who's new into the top 
20. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? Those main people that we're speaking about that are, that are always there, yeah, they're the ones that have an issue with people coming in. It's not so much the people from the outside saying, why can you guys go for number it's one? Selfish, it's, yeah, it it's selfish though. Yeah, it is selfish. It's like, you don't want anyone else to come near your ranking? No, that's not true. Mm. Anyone who says anything about ranking is talking shit. They're saying, I don't want you to get any closer because my viewers might see you and they might like your content more than mine. They might gift you over me. That is no the, that's the saddest thing about it, you know what I mean? Like yeah. and like who cares? I was happy. You know what? Seeing you jump on TikTok initially when you did and jumping on lives and stuff, I was actually happy because finally it's like a breath of fresh air. It's like yeah. someone new, someone mm. that actually, you know, you you're doing something, you know, you you got a gym, obviously, you bring a lot of boys in, you you help a lot of people. Mm. And like seeing someone like you and seeing people like business owners, things like that, you know, Smart. even even ex criminals, right? Yeah. Like there's ex criminals, but you can't judge all ex criminals because some of them they use their past as a way to like talk people yeah, out of making it. a change at least. You know, right. making a change. <clears throat> I remember mm. when um when Moody jumped on. Yeah. Bro, he copped so much hate. Mm. You know, so mm. many people talking shit uh, about Moody as well. And he's one of those people that like I've spoken to Moody like a lot. And I don't know how some people can get over the bullshit that people write. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. so much it's, it's hard, so bro. much and like i always say if you can sit there on tiktok and go through all the bullshit you deserve to get gifted you deserve to, exactly, to get bro. up there but um you know at the end of the day like people like himself that are jumping on they're they giving a story yeah you know what i mean like mm. they people can relate to them some people can mm. relate to them i think that every person on tiktok has people that are relatable to them mm. you know i think that anyone can make money on tiktok and i think anyone can be popular on tiktok because there's people like there's common-minded people like that uh mm. like us around there in the world there's a lot of people that are out there that are like moody or yeah. want to hear from him or maybe uh, inspired by something like by him not being a criminal anymore not yeah. do going down that path anymore yeah and even if he's on tiktok at least he's not doing the same shit you know what i mean there you like, go. exactly you right know, people people need to kind of see take the good from the good and, yeah you know, leave you know I, I think i heard that he's on tiktok because he's just bored because like obviously not not because he has nothing to do but like obviously coming from such a criminal life that you know your life was always what else exciting do you know what else what else he gonna what do like gonna do? exactly like a lot of people give him shit for it but i think him being on tiktok as you said is better than him being out on the street doing what he used to do at the end of the day it's not gonna be easy for him to get a job it won't the obviously only, with the, the tattoos with the yeah, past it, with everything it's not gonna it's happen hard. he's not gonna get a job so yeah. he has to be a boss mm. now it's not always as easy as starting your own company and fucking everything kicking no. off i was very lucky yeah. with my companies and everything that kicked off you've got to do something same mm. same with all these young guys that are 16 or 17 years old they've got to start somewhere yeah you know maybe Moody get gets all the money that he's getting from TikTok and puts it into a proper business and you know changes other people's lives hopefully maybe yeah. you know but like I'm just hoping a lot of these TikTokers that are that are falling off put their money into good use and put it. Yeah. Into good. Yeah. What do you There's think? A lot of money being made, bro. That's what I was gonna say. What do you it's... think a lot of these people are doing with their money? Because I'm not seeing flashy. I'm not seeing fucking AMGs. I'm not seeing. They're obviously doing smart. something with the money. They're smart. Yeah. They're saving it. Well, look, if you if you show everyone how much money you've made, why would people keep gifting you? They'll turn on you. True. You yeah, keep, yeah, 100%, yeah. You keep yeah, crying you, poor. You keep crying poor, yeah. and you're not gonna wear like designer and fucking top clothes and like top yeah. cars and stuff. Yeah, the, you know what? The ones and the ones that the ones that do are make, either making so much money that it doesn't really it doesn't matter. matter yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or they don't care about the money. Mm. You know, it's one one or the other. But it it's I think it's very wrong. If people will like have their main source of income being TikTok and 
they're, they're, they're going into Louis Vuitton stores and they're buying brand yeah. new bags, they're buying glasses. Because then you're no. just like, people are giving you money and you're just wasting it. Literally. I feel guilty. Yeah. I feel guilty. I like being on live. I like doing the battles. I think it's fun. I yeah. like even getting the gifts, whatever. Yeah, it's but, exciting. But like I said, I gift 100% of everything I get yeah. back. My source of income is not TikTok. You know, like I've got not just my gym, not just um, my shows and my management as well. I've got other companies as well. Yeah. And I've got other sources of income. You haven't so, put all your eggs in one basket. That's right. TikTok is, TikTok is not... <laughs> it's not a basket to me no it's, it is a basket for some fun. people and it's good if i if someone can make money off it if someone can live a better life off it straight out go do it like there's that uh there's that kid that put his head in the toilet sahim sahim yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. sahim's you know, all right you know see, i like, I like sahim you I know like, like at the end of the day i don't know his whole story i heard he was like homeless or something i heard i heard that he's homeless but he chooses to be homeless because he wants to have this fantasy of like becoming a singer or something like that which you know fair play to him man child following his dreams need to get off the ice you reckon he's on ice <laughs> i met him in the city i actually seen him know, in the city bro. i don't know i don't know <laughs> so he's a know. tripper nah i'm just kidding i'm kidding he's probably not on ice <laughs> did like, like move in with mons oh yeah what the fuck yeah i saw that, that? he was, was on mons bed oi honestly what the fuck was that listen 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 <laughs> i saw I've that video saying please please for the love of god go get an std check what because he was on mons bed bro can you imagine the filthy pigs that he sleeps with? Oh, oh fucking hell. Tatted yeah. up women. Uh, no, nah, what tatted up women, bro? Like $70 fucking brothel girls with oh, no teeth. I'm telling you. Fucking ya. hell. Those, those, those women, I can only imagine, bro. Uh, yeah, but Sahim's been on the street, so I think Monza's bed would be better than the street, wouldn't it? Or you, well, okay, yeah, 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 right. you, might, you might catch more STDs <laughs> on one's bed than a park bench in fucking Melbourne. Hey, but look, I feel like Sahim has a bit of like issues. Like, I don't know. I don't know. No, he does. Him, he does. You can't, like- look, you can't be like completely normal and be okay with shoving your head in the toilet. True. Yeah. You know Mons I mean? did it though. No. Yeah, but he's not normal. That's true. It's got to be a play. Free like, screws loose. Yeah, yeah at, at the end of the day, like, you know why Mons can do that? Because he thinks to himself, I'll buy my pride back with all the money I've made on yeah, TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really matter. You know matter. what I mean? He, he'll, he'll laugh it off. Yeah. And good on him as well for for being like that. Like if he, like I said, if someone's got a hustle and people want to want to buy into it. That's true. That's 100% yeah. cool. You know but it mean? just, look, you said it You said it perfectly. You said that TikTok, you know, it's good that people are making money and stuff. But it just shits me that in Sydney and Australia, the ways people are making money is not not a lot of not all of them but a lot of them don't make content no and the ones that are mm. making content are really making the money that these people are making true are you talking about the ones that like sit in their room and just stare yeah at just sit in their room stare at the camera they got yeah. two doors you know it's that's, like <laughs> that's push guys let's push yeah let's that, push. you know what that's honestly the main reason when i go home i don't jump on my live mm. more often yeah um like i do sometimes just because i'm bored and i've got nothing to do yeah but I don't go on live when I'm at home because like that's my that's my home life, that's my personal life. You know, like I don't want to show off too much about that. I don't show what car I drive, I don't show what yeah. house I live in, I don't show anything like that. And I'd yeah. I'd rather not. Yeah. Um I like my content to be like about the gym at the I've gym. I've seen it. You actually yeah. show sparring, you show like the boys sparring. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Some, the, this last week or two, I haven't shown as much because the guys have fights coming up. Fights, and yeah, I know, I know that there is people from other teams that watch my lives. Yeah. So don't think I don't fucking realize. Oh, wait. They're actually, oh, oh, wait. That's smart. Yeah. yeah so yeah. they watch the lives and they're wow. like, yeah. They, they'll have and they're sitting there and they screen record. And Fuck. that's cool. Oh. If, if I'm dumb enough to 
Yeah, but you show don't, it you don't show them anyway last two weeks anyway. I know what to show them and what not to show them. So <laughs> two steps ahead. Few tricks up the sleeve. Hey, I'm looking, speaking of the fighters, I'm looking forward to King Kong, bro. Bro. Yes. Fucking hell. We had him on the you podcast and I'm looking forward to him. I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm yeah. nervous. Why? Because at the end of the day, he's, he's a young guy. He's undefeated and he's like on his way up. And yeah. It's starting to get a lot of attention as well. For sure, you know, yeah. People want to see how Post fight interviews, yeah, bro. They were yeah. good. Post fight <laughs> interviews? Yeah, I love no it. No one even watches this. So he good. can fight. No one watches fight. <laughs> yeah. Bro, his fights are crazy. He's got hands, bro. He's a yeah. baller. But like, you know, the, everyone's talking about it right now and talking about him fighting. They make it like he should be in the main event. Isn't um, he the main event? No, no, no. He's oh, not the main event. I thought he was the main event. But nah, he's not. But like, you know, he, like he's working his way up there and I yeah. just, I want him to stay focused on like the task. The, task the guy that he's fighting next. Um, grappler? Could, or? He's, a, he's a good grappler. He's well-rounded, but he's fought mm. Muay Thai in Thailand and he's fought a lot of grappling as well. Um, he has more grappling credentials than Armin. Um, and Armin's only had like the three uh, MMA fights and his opponents had Muay Thai fight, a lot of grappling, like yeah. background and stuff like that. He can wrestle. He's a well-rounded fighter. Yeah. And the issue with him being such a well-rounded fighter is we don't actually know a whole lot about him because mm. from the wins that he's had, there's no footage. Oh, mm. wait, how many fights has the other guy had? He's had two fights. Okay. Armin's had three. Okay. You know? Fair so enough, like, yeah. yeah, so there's mm. not like a whole lot. So like right now, Armin's kind of going in there blind. You know what I mean? Like we know the guy can grapple. Yep. We know the guy can wrestle. We know mm. the guy can strike. Yeah. But what's you haven't seen do? much footage. Oh, we don't even know what stance he stands. Fuck. Far you know. And yeah, like, but would the but the other guy would know about exactly Armin right. because he's seen that's he right. Seen footage yeah. And that that is kind of something that mm. like yeah because we expose our fighters so much because like with your it's good publicity. It's great publicity. Like you don't see other shows in New South Wales that no. have um. I don't like know any the other amount shows. of yeah. Well, the amount oh, of yeah, there, there yeah. are other shows, but, but they, you were we like, we we mm, make sure yeah. we go above and beyond with our production. Mm. You know, mm. we want our lights, our cameras, everything. Yeah. We want the to experience me, the biggest, to be something. What looks like it is UFN in Australia. Yeah, 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 it's got to well, be. Yeah. There's there's what, what, other shows, yeah. but like no one promotes their fighters the way we do. You know mm. what I mean? You go to an amateur boxing show. They, have you ever been to amateur boxing shows? I've been to one. Yeah, they yeah, barely yeah. have walkout music. They just no, walk it's straight just... into the ring. They're like, all right, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's like in the gym. <laughs> yeah, there's no like pump up. Even after you win, they chuck a little medal on your head and they can get it. the fuck out of the cage. Yeah. Mm. You know, this with, one's like literally with our like show, proper. We want people to feel like they're in the UFC. Yeah. We want them to like feel that, the flames on the entrance. Yeah, like, you know, bro. We, we, we go above and beyond with our production. We spend more the, money on that. You got that. the ring girls as well. You got the Which ring girls. I'll talk to you. Yeah, after, so, I'll hey, talk to you. Anyone <laughs> want to come check out the ring girls? You know, to, if you don't come for the fights, come for the ring girls. Come for the ring girls. There's so much to come for. I'm telling you, last last event. Bro, come to come to the fights. Come to the fights. Well, Blondie, which Wait, one? Which one? Which <laughs> no, I don't want to say. Uh, come, I'll tell you after. I'll tell you after. Hey, listen, you know what yeah. I'll do when you guys come to the next uh, event? Yeah. I'll have you guys sitting around with the ring girls. Fucking do it. Hey, that's have it. the levy boys with the sick. ring girls. You don't that's have misses, do you? Nah. He's got us. Let's see. Okay. But yeah, I want an atmosphere. I want yeah. to feel. Were you guys there for a haters fight? I was, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. See? Yisra was going off at that fight yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, Yisra, yeah, there's, there's a video of it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But like, that's the thing. Like, people that don't even know were getting so into that yeah. fight. That fight, that the, was the, the whole, craziest fight I've seen. The mm. whole arena on that fight was like stomping their feet. And that's when you went off. It. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went yeah, off yeah. right before it. So, mm. what happened was, <laughs> there was a group of guys that were sitting um, in like the VIP section. Yeah, and 
I don't know, some, they took someone's seat. So I went over to them. I'm like, guys, you can't sit here. You guys got to move. Because the security guards were saying like, oh, everyone's getting too rowdy. There's too many people. They're too scared to say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I'll go up to them and say something. I get into like a little bit of a heated uh, argument with these guys. They ended up moving. Yeah. Um, and I went and sat back down to my seat. When I went back down and sat in my seat, I see on the other side of the cage, there's a group of like 30 guys and they're right behind the other team's corner. So I walked up to him and I'm like, oh, guys, you guys got to move as well. And one of the guys tried to ignore me, right? And I flipped it. I was like, bro, who the fuck are you yeah, 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 yeah. If you're not going to move, get the fuck yeah, out. Exactly. At the end of the day, like, we've got a show to run. We've got things to go smoothly. I don't want to be a dick to anyone. I don't want to be no, rude 100%. to anyone at the end of the day. But if the cops come and they're stopping my show because people are getting too rowdy, too close to the cage. You wouldn't want you know, that. I no, would not that. want that. You fuck know that. what I mean? So After all the planning and everything that goes on. Mm. I may have like lost my shit a few times at the last Yeah, show but it's, it's people, understandable but as well. That's how you got to be. Yeah, sometimes. Oh, There's a that, lot of things that can go wrong. That's the issue. That's the issue with being the person in charge. Mm. Sometimes you have to be the one to say something because... Mm security weren't gonna say something no. like in it's, it's your event like then they're there yeah. just obviously they're getting paid but like at the mm. same time they don't you care the most it. about yeah. Event. yeah it's like it's like someone like if someone comes to rob mcdonald's are you gonna get yeah, shot you're because you're trying to take some deal take whatever you want to do i don't blame the security guards but like i gotta get some better security guards for the next show well i mean i don't know no 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 marconi club but our next show we got fucking top security wait you know what I don't get but like security guards at like boxing events like for example remember when Mike Tyson got the shits what the fuck are the security guards <laughs> what are they going to do what, what, what are they, they going to do, do? Iron Mike, bro. if what the fighters get out of control that's when it's an issue yeah straight up <laughs> yeah. like if if the security guards got into a, a punch on at the event they'd be in trouble because like <laughs> realistically let's say 50% of the people are there to watch the fights have never yeah. trained in their life. The other 50% they're probably from the gyms. They've probably yeah. been trained yeah, regularly. Exactly, so yeah, they got some background. Don't get smart to those people. No, exactly. you don't want but to But that's step. why they, they buckle because they don't know who they're, they're speaking to because the biggest nerd in the room could be the one that's going to be Exactly right. right. 100%. Fucking who is he? Uh, Michael, no, what's his name? Uh, right. Gaichi. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Like when, he's, fucking, when he's doing yeah. glasses, he's got the glasses on. on. Yeah, he's cross-eyed. He looks like a nerd. Yeah, yeah, like you wouldn't think fuck that. He'll, he'll fuck he's me up. You know what I mean? Like he's... But yeah, this, this next show, mm. we got right now, we got 18 fights on the night. Wow, that's a lot that's of fights. That's a lot of fucking yeah. fights. I didn't want that many originally. I wanted 12. Um, but so many people wanted to get onto the card. Yeah. And like, do you give anyone a chance? Or like, as in, how do you pick your fighters? All right, so... Now I've learned to kind of deal with the main gyms. Like I don't okay. deal with guys that don't come from a gym that I can speak to a coach because yeah. at the end of the day, people that don't have uh, people that don't have like a structure, they don't have coaches, they don't have a team. They're very unpredictable, so they can pull out at any minute. Yeah. If I've got a fighter from my gym and I feel like he's gonna pull out because he's being a bitch or something like that, I'll yeah. put it on him straight away and like, oh, yeah. I'll make sure. Has that, that happened? All the time, all the time. Or oh, they just pull out. Yeah. Do you, from my you gym? Yeah, from your gym. If you do that from my gym, if you pull out for no excuse, no real real reason, you're never fighting again. Yeah, and it's I very have, looked down upon. And I have banned, banned people from my gym. Because of that? For that. They wow. get put on something called the no fight list. The wow. no fight, yeah, you don't want to get put on the no fight list. Mm. The no fight list is literally, you are not fighting yeah. because you've done something stupid. And like, mm. realistically, um, Guys will train for fights. They'll be getting prepared, and I won't like 
maybe the preparation that they've done. Some coaches will pull them out because they don't want to take the L. They don't want to lose their student. They don't want the student to get turned off the sport. Yeah. Um, I don't look at it like that. I say when you sign up to an agreement, if you want to be a part of my gym and you said you that you want to fight, out. you can't back out. Like, mm. that's it. Take your L. I'm, yeah, I take your L. It's like uh, in the middle, it will we'll happen, one day. It will happen one day in a fight and it's happened before, not from my gym, but like fighters will sit there and they'll doubt themselves and want to quit mid-fight. Mid-fight? Mid-fight. I think I've seen that in, in a boxing oh, fight. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it's that. Happened, yeah. And yeah. It's happened in boxing mm. and mm. I, I, it should never get to the point where a fighter wants to back down and like, mm. I know sometimes like your coaches need to do it. Like if there was a situation where my guy was getting beaten up and they were not going to win that fight, I'll throw the towel in. Mm -hmm. Like, I know how to protect my fighter. But sometimes, uh, when you're the fighter yourself, you doubt yourself. Yeah. You play with your own mind. You you kind of beat yourself sometimes. And mm -hmm. like, my job as a coach is to push you over the line. My job as a coach is to make sure you don't quit on yourself. You know what I mean? If I pull you out of the fight, yeah, fair enough. But my job has got to be to make sure that you complete your task you complete your mission you you push yourself to a limit that you never thought you could push yourself to that's my mm. job as a coach and yeah. if i can't do that or if i can't draw that out of you i don't want to coach you mm. you know what i mean if you won't give me that 100 percent and but just believe in me believing in you i don't want that so, so I, it's I your, people out of my gym so, yeah well that's what i'm saying so as you as a coach you're not just a coach if you think about it you're also a psychologist you're this and that because you're right. dealing with people's emotions yeah someone comes Therapist. up to you and tells you i don't feel comfortable you have to comfort them you have yeah. to say no you're, you've trained you know yeah. you've done your part mm. so you sometimes i've got to lie to them to get them over the line yeah, yeah. You know, like, but we well, have to sometimes you, you, you have to like one of my yeah. fighters came in yesterday and he's like oh, i'm really crook you know i've had the flu all weekend i yeah. don't feel too good one two three and i can tell what they're saying to me when like they're saying i don't feel too well as in that they're trying to say do you think i'll be all right this weekend yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know if i'm like I want that validation oh, shit. yeah if they see me panicking they're gonna panic exactly yeah so i can take it two ways i can either tell them to stop being a bitch or yeah. i could just like talk them through the situation and um like kind of try and steer their mind away from it there's a lot of different ways that i can approach it that's the thing about being a psychologist yeah because that's what you're gonna be yeah mm every fighter is different mm. we have mm. like we have certain fighters that are like complete head cases yeah that like they beat themselves up over every little thing that happens then there's some fighters that aren't even that good from my gym yeah. but because they don't give a fuck and because confident. they don't care they're just confident they do mm. well yeah you know what i mean like the mind plays such a big part and me as a coach i'm there to guide that mind mm. you know but nerves, nerves are always there. And yeah, like, bro, I've seen. No matter Mike, how good you are, like I've it, seen Mike Tyson, like uh, yeah. Teddy Atlas, who's telling, "I don't want to fight. I don't, I don't yeah. want to fight." And Teddy if Atlas, if you're not nervous, if you're not nervous, I said this to someone mm. today. If you're not nervous, you're either uh, insane or you don't give a fuck. Mm. Yeah. Like, and when I say you don't give a fuck, you don't care about the sport. You don't care about losing. So you know? nerves is good. Nerves is good. You have yeah. to have nerves. You have right. to have nerves. Have you ever ran away from the cops? No. Oh, no. You, you've never, <laughs> never done a run-up? Well, you've never, never done a run-up. You've never, thought, oh, you've never thought like, cops, yeah. are you, are cops are coming? All right, let's nah. just say you did. Yeah. yeah. Let's just say you did. Yeah. You'd be pretty nervous because you think the cops are on your tail, right? Yeah. Mm. Trust me, you'll run faster than you've ever ran before. Really? You'll, be, you'll discover new speeds. Yeah. You'll discover new <laughs> speeds and you'll become... Wait, wait, wait. Have bolt. you ever ran from the cops? <laughs> Could you say it for legal purposes? Or listen, they can't. I feel like actually, you got a good story. They, they can't find out what it was for, but there's been many times. <laughs> oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the <laughs> adrenaline... man about the run from the cops. <laughs> yeah, no, um, but yeah, like in that moment, it's fight or flight. Mm. You know what I mean? You can either 
go into it head first or you can you can back out from mm. the situation um but when you're nervous and you are in that fight or flight mode and you think that like cops are coming after you or it's something that scares you you're usually on the balls of your feet you're on your tippy toes you know you're quick you're agile like you hear something at the door, you straight away turn around and yeah. those are the kind of the reactions you you want in your fight mm. being scared as in like quick with, reactions are you, you talking yeah it's more you're like always alert and stuff okay you have yeah, to be yeah, alert. Yeah. not yeah. running away not running away but like, being well, like alert. Yeah. same thing you know when you're trying to be really quiet and you're like, I hope this person doesn't come around the corner and see me. Yeah. Mm. Right. But if they do, I better fucking run quick. Like, yeah. As in, I, I need to be alert. If I stay You're there. Very cautious. Yeah, yeah I'm going to get caught. Same thing about fighting. Being nervous. One of the most like nervous fighters you'll see, he's so confident. Uh, you, you'll never realize he's so confident, but he's so nervous at the same time. It's hard mm. to like kind of describe because he, he knows his ability. Yeah. He knows what he wants to do. He just doesn't want to go in there and let himself and everyone else down. It's hater. Hater. Yeah. Yeah. He goes in there and he fights like a madman sometimes. I saw him, bro. He looked like he was uh, the king of the world when he he walked out. That's right. But, you know, the nerves that hit in, like I've seen it with the fighters before. Like I can see the nerves inside of them. I know how he usually is. Yeah. And I always say when hater is scared, when he is nervous, that's when he fights his best. Really? Yeah. So before that last fight that he had, was he very nervous before that fight? Because yeah. that was like that was a yeah. crazy fight, bro. He, was... he wasn't so nervous for the fight before. Yeah, but this fight uh, that he had, he was a good opponent as well. Real good he's opponent. A opponent. Yeah, he's yeah, opponent. Fight, his yeah, opponent but... was an international from Italy. Um, yeah. he was the Cage Warriors champion. Cage Warriors is like one of the biggest shows in the world. Oh, and wow. he was. Um, they have like an amateur series that they have as well. And he won the amateur cage warriors belt. So he's a European champion. Oh wow! You know, so he so came, yeah, yeah, he came yeah. over here, and um, Hater just showed him Australia is better than Europe. Yeah, yeah, legit. <laughs> so yeah, what made you pick fight. him against Hater? Like, wait, sorry, do you pick the, you pick the fights? Yeah, yeah, I pick the fights. Yeah. Um, with people like Hater, there's certain fighters at my gym at certain weights that it's mm. find me the hardest opponent. Opponent. They want the hardest opponent. I want the hardest. You opponent. want the hardest opponent. Want, yeah. They well, want that's the hardest. Yeah, but they yeah. want the hardest opponent too. So that's why I say like 70, 66, 62, 57. I've got guys like it's gotten to the point with King Kong. Yeah. Whoever wants to step in front of him and, and have a go, mm. I'll put them with him. Yeah. Um Fahud, yeah. uh, Hader, Matty Ian, these guys, mainly the these four guys, I got a, a other amateurs as well for my gym but these four guys when i try and match them up i message the coaches and i'm like give me your best guy give me like yeah. your absolute best guy in this weight class this weight class this weight class because i feel like uh they are the best in their weight class in the country and we'll, like we're here to prove it yeah you know what i mean i'm real real proud of my students and i'm real confident in my students yeah and i have it might be an ego thing as well that no, like, man, i want them confidence. i want yeah, I want them to just. I want everyone to bring their best guys. I put up a post recently about one of our fighters, Matty Ian. Yeah. Because he'd had so many pullouts uh, at his weight division, and he's wait them pulling out. Yeah, they're, they're oh, pulling out. You that'd, know? that'd be annoying, eh? Yeah, so he's not fighting this weekend, and like I said to him already, I go, see, you've had so many pullouts, just call yourself the best in the country. You might as well. Yeah, mate, as well. No one wants to fight you. No one wants to fight you. You're the best in the country. Yeah. You know, and uh, I love that I've got that confidence in my students, and I know my students are like happy that. I've got that confidence in them too. So they always just tell me, you tell us who to fight, when to fight, and we'll do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same. He doesn't even ask me who he's fighting. Yeah, he was telling us on the, yeah, pod- on the podcast. Yeah. He said, 
if you or your brother Ashkan tell him jump, he'll say how high. Yeah, like he'll just yeah, jump. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, you know, whatever, like ready. whatever my coaches say, that's it. He's yeah. ready for it. And those yeah. are the guys that end up getting furthest in life. Uh, yeah, like no, I won't say in life in in fighting. Yeah, because they're willing to listen to everything that that we say. So why wouldn't we give them everything that we have? Hundred mm. you know percent. I mean, like. Hater will, will, when he's got a fight camp going on, he's the first in the gym, last to leave. I mean, it's the same thing. Followed the same thing. Those guys that are willing to do the extra miles are always going to see the benefits. And like now they're, they're starting to. Like Hader was a kid that he had his foot, one foot in, one foot out, always yeah. fighting. He was a real good fighter, a real talented fighter, but never had the dedication. Mm. what and, was um, the distractions or was it like that didn't keep him just think being a kid from the area yeah, yeah growing yeah. up in it's Auburn hard. Yeah, hard. yeah growing up being around all the kids in the area mate, your mates will turn around to you and say what What do you need to fight for what do you need yeah. to train for come make money you know like yeah, yeah, there's yeah. so there's much other ways bullshit. Can, yeah there's so yeah. much bullshit out there yeah. in the world that like and they're easier options mm. fighting is not the easiest option to take no, it's fighting, probably the hardest fighting is, the, fighting is an option that you take fighters are broke Mm. Until you've made it, you're broke. Yeah. Do they, they have jobs, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Hader works full time. He works mm. from yeah. four in the morning to five in the afternoon. Yeah. Oh, and then wow. he comes to training and then he'll do four hours at the that's, gym. That's, you know, that's a different level of, de of dedication. Mm. But that's something that we never seen from Hader until like a few things went wrong in his life. Mm. And like he had like a wake up call. Well, yeah, he got himself locked up. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> is got, a wake up call. Yeah, yeah. He, he was just hanging out with idiots and doing stupid shit. And like, luckily, I love Hader. Like, I've known him since he was 16, 17. I was at his very first fight when it wasn't at our gym. Yeah, right. right. And um, he he's someone who, he went in, he got his wake-up call, he came out, and he's legit turned his life around so good. Like, I'm so proud of, like, not just the fighter that he is, the man that he is now. Like, like I said, it takes a different level, level of dedication to be able to wake yourself up at that time, go and work full-time. Yeah. Provide, and then train. help your family. Yeah. Yeah. And then go and train and worry about yourself. And then at the end of the night, turn around, like, I'll say something to him and he'll be like, oh, sorry, bro, I've got to go quickly. I've got to wake up in the morning. I've got to work again. I'm going to do it again the next day. The next day. Yeah. Wow. That last fight that he had, he was working full time until the time until of the fight, until two, fight. three days before the fight. Oh, wow. wow, man. You know what I mean? That's dedication. And that's like, you got to, well, he showed that, like, you know, you could still do it. A lot yeah, of people make right. excuses like, oh, I can't do it. You're saying broke. a lot of the fighters are broke. But yeah. like, that's because they love, the, they have the passion for the sport. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the stuff, like even like if you relate it to us, we do this podcast, a lot of the stuff, like it's not like we're getting crazy money. Yeah, you know? no. It's just something we this enjoy. Pa it's a passion. It's thing. a passion of mine, you yeah. know, and I, I just enjoy it so much. And I feel like a lot of stuff in life, you know, people expect things too quick. That's you right. can't expect things too quick. That's right. And a hater is someone who said, I'm in it for the, the long haul. Yeah. He doesn't have all the privileges some other people have. He doesn't have rich parents. He doesn't yeah. have like anything like that. Every And that's why like he knows when he goes in there, everything is on him and everything like everything he gets out of it, it's purely for him as well. You know, yeah. like he's someone that could make it to the UFC and I think could make it to the like, I made it to the UFC. Yeah, and I don't find it that hard. Mm. Like, as in making it's easy to get to the UFC. It's hard to stay in the UFC. It's hard to stay there. Mm. Yeah, because the competition is elite. It's a, it's it's a different top. level. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, mm. mentally, if you're not prepared for it, and like sacrifices that you've put in, sometimes mm. they end up showing in the fight. I believe the hater is the type of person that when he does get there, he's gonna go well beyond what I ever did. Like, I feel like he's gonna be far more successful than than I ever was, my brother ever was. And we have a few students at our gym that 
have that potential because they're young enough right now and they're hungry. How's the sorry, cut you off, but how's yeah. the how's the like um how do you get there? Like it just it just sounds like it's so hard because like mm. you know, obviously you you done it, your brother done it and stuff, but like you you look at the fighters in your gym, right? Yeah. Obviously they're fighting with you now in UFN. How does someone go from the UFN to the UFC? So um they nag. They nag. They nag. Yeah. So when my brother was coming up, I was his manager. Yeah. And I used to just email the UFC every day. I right. got I got their emails. Wow. I got the matchmaker's email. Yeah. Um, and I started emailing. What would you send them? Like videos of yourself? I would, I would send them videos of my brother. I'd yep. send him articles of my brother. I'd send yep. him um, social media posts, the numbers that we were getting on social oh, wow. media. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like that. So when I went there, I wasn't like, we really want to fight in the UFC. I sent like a full analytic of how many numbers and how many people watch him as well. Oh, how many wow. people. So like I presented them kind of with the case. Yeah. And then... Um, you just wanted to work with them. Yeah. Yeah. Just I, just like, I watched one of them. Yeah. I just wanted to work with them. And yeah. then, so I emailed literally like every couple of days for maybe a year and a half, two years straight. Oh, yeah. Persistence, and then, man. And then I, a lot of times I didn't get emails back. And then I remember one day I got an email back. Yeah. I sent, I remember I sent this long email to one of the matchmakers and I had his record. I had his, uh, the people that he was fighting against. I had footage. I had, his social media following and everything like that. And I was showing them numbers and I got an email back from them maybe like three weeks later yeah. for that one email. And all they wrote in the email was, got it, thanks. That was it. That's it. Literally, three not even like words, warmest regards, not even a letterhead, nothing. Got it, thanks. From the, got it, thanks. And I was like, what were you thinking then? Was the, the fuck? <laughs> what a rude cunt. <laughs> that but is then, a rude cunt. But then I thought to myself and I go, Wait a minute. He replied. It's the UFC. They yeah, replied. They yeah, replied. yeah. He replied. Yeah. This email works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you didn't yeah, know the whole time that the email works or not. You just well, like, like I never got a reply. How was I meant yeah. to know? Yeah, true. You know, true. I got... be getting heaps of emails though. Yeah, heaps. and that's exactly right. Yeah. They would get thousands of dickheads like me that are making yeah. gym every day. You know, <laughs> no, what I mean? man, you just what ambitious. So I just, yeah. I just kept emailing, kept emailing them, and then he goes, "Got it, thanks," and then. I emailed, uh, I emailed again and I got like a little bit of a bigger response, a bigger response. And then they started asking questions. When they yeah. started asking questions, I'm like, all right, I think we're, we're, we're onto something, something now. Yeah. And they had, um, the first person we got into the UFC was my brother. And yeah. they had asked us if he was willing to change weight classes. What was he at the time? He was uh, fighting at, at 62 kilos at the time, which is Bantamweight. Okay. Mm. And they were trying to fill up mm. the flyweight division. Yeah. And that my brother was... Never thought about making flyweight because when it came down to even making 66, people thought it was going to be impossible because he was a big guy. Yeah. We went to a doctor and they said to him that it was physically impossible for him to ever make the weight class. They what was said, he at the time? Walking around. Yeah. He would have been in the mid 70s at the time, maybe okay. high 70s. Yeah. To cut to 57 kilos. So you're cutting <laughs> 20 kilos. That's a lot of weight. weight. So there they said to him, it's mm. physically impossible. You'd probably die trying to make the weight. And then my brother said to himself, well, this is the one opportunity I have to make it to the UFC. They said, if you can make the weight class, we'll put you into the Get UFC. in the UFC or die he trying. He literally nearly killed himself <laughs> trying. Die like, trying, yeah, yeah, literally. But he got there. And like, we took the weight cut too far. Uh, it. How did he cut that weight? Um, like 20 he, di- he dieted for 16 weeks straight. I'm like, he would have had like, like fuck, fuck all calories. Like, it was nothing like he drained himself he couldn't even train like that was was that drain it was just it was yeah it was just it was stupid but it was a big like lesson that we had to learn yeah yeah he pushed it he got to the weight class 
And um, after he got to the weight class, he, we realized he couldn't perform at that weight, but they wouldn't change his weight class. And it was like, all right, you're in the UFC it's now. It is what it is. The but class, so at, the, at the same time, you know, that was our first foot in. Yep. My brother getting in, got other people in. Um, then I got myself in and I, then I got Hitman in. And Do you mind me asking what happened with Hitman? Because I hear a lot of stories, yeah? Yeah. And like, I, I want to uh, yeah, yeah. know from you. Yeah. Like, obviously, Hitman made the UFC. Yeah. And he got cut. And then, okay. Yes. All right. So, for everyone who hasn't heard it, because like, I, I, Hitman, heard Hitman hasn't even like really spoken about it. Yeah. All right. So, Hitman had a fight. Um, Hitman had a fight like maybe mid-year at some point like maybe it would have been july or august or something yeah he had a fight and during the fight he had torn his mcl okay yeah but yep. this was he wasn't in the ufc this he, was before the ufc yeah before the ufc yeah so he tore his mcl he went to a doctor and a doctor said to him oh well you've torn this and he goes i don't want to have surgery right what can i do a doctor said to him listen you can take these supplements and they should be fine yeah so to he help went, heal the to help heal, heal his knee. okay yeah yeah now the the supplements were a steroid oh yeah? but everything is a steroid yeah everything it's that's everything that's, yeah everything that's on a banned list is a steroid mm. so um but it was prescribed to him by a doctor yeah all right so we gotta get yeah. that right Nah, for sure. Yeah, just, he, yeah. he, he'd went to a doctor <clears throat> and a doctor had asked him about his, knew his profession, knew everything and said, you're not fighting anytime soon. You're going to take this. Now the steroid, have you seen Alex's body? Uh, does he yeah. look like a steroid user? Mm, Honestly, not. he does not look like no, a steroid no, no, no. He's, he's arms not like, like a Nate Diaz build. Yeah, he's yeah, got yeah, a yeah. Nate Diaz like build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. He doesn't look like he's on steroids. No. The supplements that he took were a recovery agent. Yeah, to heal his knee. Now, he took that for maybe about a month, a month and a half, then yeah. got off it. His knee mm. was getting better. Three months later, he fights in the UFC. Ah. When he fights in the UFC, they asked yeah. him, have you taken this or that or this or that? Or like, have you taken any supplements? Because you've got to sign up with USADA. When he signs up with, with USADA, he turns around and goes, no, I haven't. Because he's thinking to himself, well, I haven't taken anything in the last like three months. So it had you been know? like five. It had been ages ago. Five months or something? Yeah, uh, probably been like four months. Four months, four okay. Months. No, yeah. a bit four, four and a half months, not even five months. Yeah. But um, he he was taking that, he got off it, everything was fine, goes in, has a fight with the UFC, and then afterwards he gets popped for steroids. When he gets popped for steroids, and they seen the, like, the supplements that he was taking, and they spoke about it, Pitman straight away came, he presented them all with all the medical documents. Of the, the prescribed, show yes. that was what was prescribed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he showed all the evidence of why he had taken it, which doctor he had taken it from, everything. So he was upfront with it. He didn't try and lie about it mm. by by that point. And um, yeah, they 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 cut him and they they said, still cut him after. Well, well the thing ah. was they had to cut him because Yasada gave had to give him a ban. Now Yasada were meant to give him a four year ban, yeah, for yeah. taking supplements. They didn't give him a four-year ban. They gave him a 16-month ban. The reason they gave him a 16-month ban was because they he wasn't completely at fault. Even in their words. Even in the UFC's words, he wasn't completely at fault. Yep. He was someone who went by the recommendation of a doctor. But the doctor didn't do anything illegal either. You know, like the doctor didn't do anything wrong. He didn't know. Did the doctor but, know? But yeah. He didn't know. It was, it was supplements that were just off the USADA uh, okay. thing. Like and obviously, yeah, traces of things came back. They... Um, 
they then said to Hitman, like, you know, you're you're going to get suspended. They didn't cut him straight away. They said to him, you're suspended for the time being. We want you to go through uh, like a program for us. So the UFC asked him, can you do, um, can you do testing for us? What, like they with USADA? Yeah, like at oh. the, as a lab rat, pretty much. Oh, well, okay. Because they didn't know yeah. about the supplement. They didn't actually know everything about the supplements that he had taken. Yeah. It was like kind of new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they wanted to do more research on it, but no fighter had ever agreed to help them with the research. Oh. He man turned around and goes, "All right, no worries." I'll help so you. to to show no, but to show them like I didn't, has, I didn't like. Yeah. He wanted to show them like I didn't mean to do this. Yeah. I'll do anything to like kind of make it right. So he let them test him for the next two years straight. Yeah. Wow. Next two years uh, straight, they tested him. They ran, gave him random tests, weekly tests, monthly tests. Why? Because they wanted to see the testosterone levels and the levels of the steroid that were going up see and down his body. Yeah. So um, he'd helped them, done the whole process with them, never took anything. For two years? For two years. To show them like, look, I'm not the type of person to take supplements. I want to fight. I want to get back into UFC. At the end of the two years, they turn around and they go, thank you for all your help. But you know we're gonna cut you anyway. So they That's used him. They used him for they their research. They drenched him, and then they're like, "All right." And see yeah, you later. And, and even he said it. He was like, "Bro, what the fuck? Like, I haven't been fighting for two years. Like, I took, uh, like, I had to kick back and not do anything for two right. years. I stayed on the on the. Um, he had to write his whereabouts for two years. So when you're with your side, was he UFC, still here? Yeah. So he was doing this from here. Yeah. Oh, okay. So when you when you're with the UFC, you have to put your you have to put your whereabouts. Uh, like 24 hours of the day because they can come at any time six in the morning they can test oh, you heard, yeah. yeah random like, it's it's, it's random. like there's a tracker on your phone yeah yeah so yeah. even when he's not fighting he agreed to pretty much have a tracker on his phone and have these people coming and like uh testing random him. Times. yeah and testing him he did everything that he could to in his power to like show them that it was a genuine mistake yeah. like if he knew that he didn't know he was going to get into the UFC. He had no idea. Yeah. If he knew something like that, or why would you take steroids? No, nah, you uh, just ruin well, your whole career that's right. pretty much. But, you know, we all make mistakes. That was 100%. another lesson that like that we learned. He got cut from the UFC. After he got cut from the UFC, the UFC loved, like they still love him, but they just had to cut him. And they said, go have a fight outside of the UFC and we'll sign you back. So now mm. he's on the comeback. He was meant to fight... Um, When's he? The, yeah, he was meant to fight on the server. No way. Yeah, but um, but it didn't happen. He injured his back. Oh, uh, yeah, but nothing major. So yeah. he'll be back on the next server. Yeah, I'd love mm. to see him back in yeah, Optima, yeah, man. Right, yeah. I'll tell you something. Hitman's an entertainer. Hitman's he, someone that he like, looks like a character. I've he, seen some of his lives. I've seen. He is, yeah, he looks he's like a character, character. Yeah. and he's someone that like you love, you enjoy watching in the UFC as well. Mm. You know, he he was a young kid, um, and you know what? I'll take responsibility for some of the mistakes that he's made as well because at the end of the day like as a team we decided on things that are meant to happen in alex's career hmm. you know so how old is he alex now is 20 he's 2026 oh he's still young still got oh, plenty yeah, of time yeah he's yeah, still got plenty yeah. of time yeah you know my brother didn't even have his first fight till he's 28 yeah yeah there you know, go so it's never too alex late, well it's late. Never too and alex late. is one of those guys he can he can compete at ufc level his first fight he made in the ufc he got 14 kilos in eight days to make it what? there 14 what? kilos in How's that eight possible? days 14 That's kilos crazy. in eight days he starved himself and sat in a sauna and sweated all that water oh, out. that can't it. be healthy bro I've, it's not but That's like, dangerous we've got videos of him nearly dying as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 it happens often but yeah, um, yeah. but yeah we 
again, UFC calls on eight days' notice. You don't say no. If you're yeah. a fighter, you turn around and go, I don't care about the way I'll chop my leg off if I have to fight. To and fight that in just the shows UFC. the type of person that he is as well. You know, he stepped up on short notice and he took on a guy that was a Russian champ. Yeah. He's still undefeated in the UFC. He's in yeah. the top 15 right now. And like, the Russians, bro, they're. F- they're yeah, crazy. but all he wanted they're to do crazy. was take Hitman down and hump him. He didn't want to stand with him. <laughs> Literally, Pretty much yeah. nothing, like, man. They're good but wrestlers, but man. You know, I've learned a lot over these years. Uh, like especially the last like three years since myself being in the UFC and getting out of the UFC and seeing how everything works, dealing with all this shit that's going on with Hitman and dealing with a lot of things that go you on. You learn a lot. Place. You yeah. learn a lot. Yeah. You know, I realize now I'm still so young in the game. Yeah. You know, like I I'm just I'm just tipping my toes in right now. And I'm lucky mm. because a lot of fight a lot of coaches have never had a fighter in the UFC. I've been lucky enough to not only get myself there, but I've had five other fighters, not just from yeah. my own gym. I've managed other fighters, Ben Soli, yeah. um, as well. I've managed other fighters. I've gotten them into the UFC and I kind of know the system. And I'm proud of everything that I've achieved. I've learned so much from everything, but I've got like another level to kick off now. Like yeah, bro, now 100%. I'm motivated more than ever. Yeah. Take my shows to another level, get more fighters into the UFC and like, uh, I'm I'm a lot smarter than I was before. I'm a lot older and wiser. No, hundred percent. Well. And I can even see, with my own, even yeah. with my own career, mm. you know, I, I made a lot of mistakes and I made a lot of stupid choices, um, leading up into my UFC career, and like we all have to live with them as well. Hundred you know I mean? percent. But they're, 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 they're things yeah. that shape yeah. us and, and make us who we are. Now. Um, like I'm not looking back anymore. I'm not bitter about what happened with me in the UFC. I'm not bitter about anything that's happened because like I'm so lucky. I'm blessed to be able to like be able to have my shows, have my gyms, have my students Mm. and have this whole career that I've had. And um, I just feel, I I just, I just feel like I haven't even like hit even like an inch of what I'm capable of hitting, mm. you know, in in this whole thing. I Like I always said, I want to come into MMA. I want to change combat sports. I wanted to change uh, a lot of things that happen. In and I have, like, if anyone denies it and says that, like, I haven't, and I haven't shown a lot of these guys, a lot of these gyms, a blueprint for how it's actually done. Yeah. Right. No, then you've been a big it's a different level. Bro. And yeah. that transition you've made from fighter to coach and promoter and, you know, it's, uh, it's amazing. Ten, ten years ago, I knew nothing about the sport. Yeah, you know what I mean. Wow. Ten years ago, I I was just starting out. I I'd, I'd never been to a fight show even myself. I never grew up wanting to be a fighter. It was completely yeah. off the radar. Yeah, I grew up. I yeah. grew up getting into a lot of fights because I was smaller than a lot of people, and I'd have to get myself. Yeah, to defend yourself. But yeah. at the same time, I never um, envisioned the life that I'd have now. Hmm. And um, I just like I'm very very excited to see what happens in the next ten years. I've only bro, done this for ten years now. Honestly, bro, next bro, ten years it takes be time. Obviously, this whole process takes time. And yeah, I as I said, bro, I see you offend being in the yeah. next ten years, bro. Hundred massive. If it wasn't massive. for COVID, I would have had fifty shows already right now. Yeah, and COVID really been, fucked up. COVID yeah. fucked us, yeah. you know. And yeah. COVID was a, a shitty time for me because I had um, COVID kind of hit like straight after my last ufc fight when I, I was in korea yeah so it was just a lot of nothing and it was a lot of, it was very hard for me to to get back in there and fight myself yeah but it gave me proper time to sit back and like and see, reevaluate reevaluate everything, everything yeah. and, and see where we're going to go forward from here um i've got like a good crew of people around me as i always have like you know i've got my brother i've got um you know all my friends and family that help me around uh with the gyms and where i'm focusing so 
I think that now I'm ready to take it to another level. And right, we're going to see I'm, the first bit of the next level at uh, UFN. UFN, yeah, bro. And I'm keen I'm keen to be there yeah, and fucking so shoot keen. some fucking amazing content, yeah, bro. bro. We, um, I'm telling you. We got to make sure, like, we're at a new venue now. So it's a, like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Where's it at again? The... It's at the Marconi Club. Okay. Uh, it's at the Dalton House in the Marconi yeah. Club. So Oh, it's in the city? No, 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 no. Wait, wait. So, Marconi in Bosley Park. Oh, sorry. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. That club, they um they have like a new wedding reception area. Oh, yeah, and um they emailed me and they were like they wanted us to hold the show Fucking there. Beautiful. Is it big? Is it big? It's bigger than the last place that oh, we yeah. were at. Um, capacity wise, it doesn't look as big, but yeah. capacity wise, like I can have double can the amount more. of capacity that I had at the last beautiful. place. Um, it's obviously no Luna Park or anything that we've been to before. It's yeah. hard for us to get into those venues at the moment because combat sports, especially MMA. It's kind of still frowned upon. They don't yeah. want, they don't want like cages. It's in. fucking 2022, bro. Like, get over it. <laughs> Some of the venues that we go to, they say to us specifically, okay, you can hold your show here, but um, do you mind using a ring and not a cage? And Why? I'm like, what? Why? And then they said because they don't like the image of a cage in their club. You know what I mean? Because like, cage fighting, also yeah, UFC, I can't believe there's still some people. Still look yeah, like bo- boxing like, is apparently more like respected. prestigious. Yeah, yeah, yeah respected. Like, it's literally yeah. more dangerous. There's been more deaths. In boxing. There has been more deaths. I I yeah. get more brain damage boxing. Yeah, yeah, because I don't move my head. But I get more brain damage in boxing than I do MMA. You know, even though you wear smaller gloves in MMA, you don't get hit as much with a boxing yeah. glove. You just constantly constant just yeah. smacked and the even head. More fight the, it's not like the ref just pulls you off. That's it. Nah. <laughs> yeah. The They'll be like, all right, let me give up. you a count. Let me give you yeah. 10 seconds. That's Go it. again. Go again. And your refs are good. Notice your refs are pretty good. You know why my refs are good? Yeah. Because I keep them on a fucking tight leash. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> right. That's important, bro. You like even to... the guy that the King Kong fight, when King Kong knocked him out, I remember the ref jumped hey, in. The, ref, the, refs got, the refs know when you've got an ATT fight, especially there, you better jump in like you're ready to save someone's life because yeah. my boys don't stop. They're just yeah, boom, boom. They go, they go, they go. But yeah, yeah this this weekend, um, our 30th show, 18 yeah. fights. Guys, um, and you can still get tickets yeah guys you can get tickets uh if you go on our instagram page you got a link yeah uh, on ticket evo that you can go australian think, top team on instagram. i think it's ticketevo.com.au slash urban fight night 30 yeah um and catch us there because we're going to be there as yeah, well yeah boys be will there. be there you'll see some tiktokers there as well yeah uh you'll see some boys there they'll, they'll have a laugh make sure you come say hello to the boys say hello to me as well i'll be running the event i'll be he'll be a bit busy but yeah, i'll be a bit busy <laughs> but honestly like um you can catch him you can catch him yeah i'm i'm ready i'm so excited for the show coming up but i just wanted to be over and done with yeah i like I, I like when the show is there get the i after the fights are done, I go home and I watch the fights same night. No way. Yeah, no. Because watch... you don't, you're too preoccupied. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm here, I'm there. I don't know how the lighting went. I don't know how the interviews went. I don't, like, Fuck. it's all such a blur yeah. that I have to come back and sit watch and watch the, the whole event again the same mm. night. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, Urban Fight Night, hey, after Urban fight night yeah. so good. You can't just watch it once. got to watch it twice. Exactly. got to watch it twice. Exactly. Yeah. Nah, and we'll be there, guys, Saturday night. It was this Saturday. Yeah, yeah, this Saturday night. Uh, doors open at five. First fight will be at six o'clock. We've got 18 fights. If anyone wants to come to the weigh-ins, we've got the weigh-ins on at Friday at three o'clock at the Marconi Club. So yeah. sometimes the weigh-ins can be just as exciting as the fights. You never know. There could be yeah, another fight. There, there could be other fights. <laughs> and the ring girls will be there as well. In case you go. I'll, be there, yes. yeah. I'll be there, yes. I'll be there, bro. Why not? But yeah. Nah. 
ready for the show and uh, hopefully you guys i'm keen bro i'm definitely keen and um yeah bro thanks so much for coming on and fucking let's have a crack event on saturday thank you boys all right guys make sure you like subscribe follow suman follow the australian top team on we'll plug your socials anyway and um yeah take care guys see ya